Welcome to Real Estate Gold Crushers with Laurie Finkelstein Reader. Get ready to propel your business forward with meaningful tips, insight, and advice from the biggest names in the industry. Let's get to it. Hey everybody, it's Laurie Finkelstein Reader and welcome to Table Talk Live. I get so excited every time I'm going to bring you a new amazing guest. Uh, before I introduce my guest today, I just want to remind everyone who has decided to watch that um, Table Talk was created. Wow, it's been a little more than a year ago. I can't believe it. Um, and this was born because myself as a younger agent many years ago, the way that I was able to grow my business and grow my client base and figure out what I was doing, we all know how hard it is to be a new agent. It's because I relied on so many incredible mentors, uh, both close and far coaches, anybody who was willing to help me get better at my craft I fell in love with real estate day one, and I would not be here where I am today had I not had the amazing mentors in my life. And so I decided over a year ago to start bringing awesome people to all of you. Now, I know all of you are busy, and if you're not able to watch live, please know that this is a podcast. It is Real Estate Goal Crushers, and you can watch it on Spotify, on Apple, you name it. We are all over the place. So without further ado, um, today's an extra special day for me because I'm going to introduce someone to you that is not only who I consider one of the most efficient, caring, rock star, badass lenders in the country, but he's my friend. And that means more to me than anything. And um, his name is none other than Joey Rivero. And Joey owns a company called Clear Choice. And um, Joey, thank you for coming on my show today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Oh, me too. Love it. Um, so if you would, um, a lot of people know who you are and they know what an amazing uh, mortgage lender you are. But tell us just a little bit, you know, your background, um, kind of like where you got, how you got where you are today in general. And then we can dive into a bunch of fun questions. It's funny. So I got into lending. You would never believe it. I used to deliver appraisal that shows my age. I used to deliver appraisals for an appraisal company when I was in high school. We used to go get them printed, deliver them. And I delivered it to a mortgage company one day. Guys like, oh, you should, you know, come work for us and you should be one of our cold callers. And it was, it was like a basically a telemarketing for lending. And I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. And I kind of saw a bunch of young guys in there on the phone. I felt a lot of energy and I was like, oh, this seems pretty cool. And that's how I got into mortgages. Literally, like it just rolled from there. But I, I got my start it. into it by just literally delivering appraisals. I love it. I'm hearing like entrepreneur in high school already. Um, okay, so you kind of got a glimpse at it. Somebody mentions, hey, you know, check it out. You guys, when I say opportunity is knocking, that was a big opportunity, Joey, and you took a chance. And you took a chance. So um, how many years have you been in lending now? I got my first job in mortgages at, uh, in 2001. So this is my 20th year. This is officially putting you in my category of old. I like it. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm not going to be on my own island forever. I've got lots of people joining me. I love that. Um, okay, so you and I started, we got to know each other about 10, 11 years ago. And um, for everyone watching and listening, it's important to me for all of you to understand why 
Joey is what we consider our preferred lender. And that is because it's all about the consumer experience. It's also about the agent experience and making sure that your lender, your title company, inspection companies, any of your vendors, they've got to be have the same mindset as you. They've got to have the same uh, willingness to really give that consumer an outstanding experience. And when Joey and I met, we had lots of conversations and he started to do loans for you know many of our customers. It became very clear to me, Joey, that you were going to provide the same level of service. Hey, listen, reality is that real estate agents, everything they have to go through, especially right now to put a contract together, you need a lender who's going to get that to closing. So tell me, um, before we dive into like some details, because I know today we're going to share with people how they're going to get their offers accepted, having an outstanding lender. And I know there's a lot of outstanding lenders out there, but we're going to give you, we're going to give you tips and tricks. Um, tell me specifically, what did it take to get to where you are today? You know, you, you own a company, um, you have multiple people working with you and for you. What did it take to get here? I know it's, it's a lot of grit. It's a lot of hard work, but share with people who are building their business. What do they have to do? Well, I think the biggest thing is just to adapt and evolve. You know, uh, starting out in the, in the lending and, and, and again, I just started out so long ago and just times have changed so great. I mean, I used to do, you know, loan estimates in pencil and paper and, and with a calculator. It's now where everything's digital, um, you know, just making evolving so that you can make sure that you're working with the consumer, right? Everything has turned from, you know, when I first started, it was like, we were meeting everybody like face to face and now everything's like on zoom Yeah. and being able to change with that curve and, and do it efficiently and trying to stay ahead of it. Right. Kind of look to see like, what's going to happen tomorrow. How can I, you know, what can I do differently and to separate myself from other people and other lenders and just trying to get ahead of it. And then I think the biggest thing too, is that I've always had the consumer, their best interest in mind. And you know what, it's in lending, for example, and it doesn't matter if you're buying your first home or your, you know, your retirement home or your, your family home, whatever it is, you know, everybody has a budget in mind. And that's one thing that we do is we make sure that we establish that with a consumer and we make sure that they're buying something that's well within their comfort zone and we kind of hold their hand. So I feel like, you know, those two things that were our focus is it shows the care and it shows that we really want to make sure that they're, you know, understanding of everything and being able to walk them through everything makes it really important for them. So um, as it relates to the consumer, and I love that you have them top of mind, um, what are some of the things that you say make you guys stand out? What are some of the activities that you do as a lender for the consumer and their agent, if you will? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, well, first of all, just by talking, my two best questions to every consumer, which, you know, I'll start a conversation with the consumer and we're talking. So you're looking to get into a home. Great. You know, there's, I tell them there's two big things that I need you to focus on for me so that I can help you. And the first question is, you know, what is your monthly payment goal? Where do you want your monthly payment to sit every single month when you're writing a check for your mortgage? And then I also ask them once we establish that, if today was a day we're going to closing, what would you feel comfortable spending at the closing table? If you had to give a check at the closing table, what's your, what's your comfort number? And I kind of explained to them that I'm going to work backwards to make sure we can keep them at that budget. And that has really been um, something that I feel like sets me aside from other avenues of lending that I've heard from and, and what I've seen. Um, you know, a lot of people out there just they'll get a maximum loan approval, but that doesn't mean that that's what they want to spend. You know, the bank will will probably approve you for more than what you're comfortable spending. They don't. The bank doesn't see your outside activities in life. They don't see that. You know what? I like to travel, or hey, I have a boat, 
or hey, my kid's in private school, the, the lender doesn't see those things. So, you know, underwriting doesn't see that. So that's always one of my biggest um, things that, that I like to separate myself with when I'm working with a consumer. So would you consider that when you start to start a conversation with a consumer, do you look at that as kind of like a counseling where you're asking them lots of questions to help them self-discover, you know, hey, listen, this is my comfort level. One of my favorite questions, and I don't even remember where it came from or who told it to me, but is what price do you want to stay under when buying a home? Right. It's a great question. And and one of the things I love about you is that you never push people out of their comfort zone. You you listen intently of what they want and you really you, you know you meet them where they are. Um, what are some of those questions that how, how do you get how do you get a consumer to self-discover, you know, where they feel good, where they're comfortable? You know, that's a great question. And a lot of times what we're doing is once we talk to them, you know, a lot of times people gauge their monthly expense off of rent that they're currently paying. And then, you know, a lot of times we're going to have the conversation of saying, hey, listen, understand that your mortgage payment is going to stay pretty level throughout your life. You know, taxes and insurance change slightly every year, but your income hopefully will keep growing and growing and growing. So I try to tell consumers to cut some things out of their life to make sure that they can buy the most home that they can now so that they can be comfortable and, and be confident in the purchase that they made. Because the biggest mistake, and it has happened, that a consumer will make is they'll buy something and then not be happy with it in, you know, 18 months and, you know, regret that purchase. Yeah. I think it's hard. You know, um, we know typically when someone's moving it, it, we need to push them a little bit above their comfort level because otherwise they, they feel like they underbought. Um, so as yeah. you, as you have been building um, clear choice for many years and you've got this incredible company and I just want to shout you out. Um, I think you might be the most reviewed lender in the country. Um, how many reviews do you have on Zillow? So uh, at one point we were with our former firm, we had like 775 and now they're following us over. Zillow's transitioning transitioning them now. So yeah, we have a lot of five-star reviews and it's only Dade and Broward and Palm Beach. It's only in our tri-county area. Amazing. This market. It's amazing. I, I love that. So as you've been building this company and you and I both know, we've had a lot of pain points over the years building our businesses. What would you say for someone who's trying to build something? What are what have been some of the unforeseen challenges that you had while while building and expanding and being able to even support a team like ours with so many real estate agents? Yeah, I, you know what? The biggest challenge, honestly, is going to be, and, and, and this is just something that's you know comes with I guess time and, and learning is when the market makes changes and shifts. It's really getting your team and everybody to follow you to understand. Hey, this is what we need to do to keep closing to keep making everybody happy to keep keep going with the curve right like for example this this last challenge for all of us this pandemic uh, you know come in march i was i would never have thought that we were going to be working like this or working from zoom and you know for example 3 years ago we started we and i think and thanks to you and we did it together these we used to do these buyer consultations in person and then we used to do the finance consultation and it was a great thing. I, I loved it. And, and my team loved it. It was a great way to build a relationship with the consumer. And now it's like, hey, we're no longer meeting people right now. We're, we're going to do this by Zoom and just being able to just those little challenges that you don't you don't you don't think that they're going to be a big deal. But being able to evolve and, and make that change, it is a little bit of a big deal, especially when you're so used to going right. And then all of a sudden, hey, we got to make a left. It makes right. it a little challenging. Absolutely. You know, and getting and your team to stay with it. Yeah. And even thinking back to a year ago um, when we were finally told that lending and real estate would, would be essential in the South Florida area, yeah. who knew how important home would become 
to all of us, not to mention the opportunity of the millions of people that could refinance their home and, you know, be in a much better spot financially. Um, so I know a lot of a lot of people that are going to listen or are watching, they're really curious, like what what can they do differently to get their buyer to stand out? So let's say you were their lender. What is it you guys do? You know, there's five or six of you that work together. And what do you do specifically so that when it's your buyer, their offer wins? What are you guys so, doing? I, I'll tell you, and I love that question. So I'll tell you, the biggest thing is that number one, we're on the same page with the agent, the buyer and the lender, right? We try to get everybody together on the same page. What I mean by that is, you know, we're all going to talk and we're going to have a conversation with the buyer and say, hey, listen, these are the things that we can make your, your deal stand out from the finance side, right? I can get your appraisal rushed and get it back in so many days. I can get your loan approval rushed and get it back in so many days if we prepare and you have all this stuff for me right away. So what we're doing is we're tightening up those timelines on the contract. Um, the other thing is we talk to them about uh, maybe instead of putting down 20%, maybe look at the 15% down option. So you may be able to write an escalation clause or do something to show make your offer stand out. So we're having conversations with all parties to try to really game plan how we can make our offer stand out and then my next step after that is honestly, I am in major communication with all the parties. So once that offer goes out, I want to be tagged to that offer. I want to call that agent. I want to, I send them a video, you know, I'll do, I'll do whatever needs to be done to stand out um, so that I can make sure that my client gets a fair shot and, and has a, a very strong opportunity to get their offer looked at and accepted. Yeah, I know. Um, thinking about how, how much we have to think out of the box and then, you and I having the realization that all the things that we do today to get an offer accepted, that that should just be our standard practice, right? Exactly. So yeah. for, for all of you who are struggling get it, to get your offers accepted, you know, you've got to be, you've got to have a lender, somebody who, you know, you see eye to eye with, you have the same culture, you have the same outcome in mind for that for that buyer and the, the experience that you want them to have. Um, and I just love that you send a video text to the listing agent talking about the power of your buyer. Now, if that doesn't make a buyer stand out, you know, I just don't know what does Joey. I mean, that's to me, that's going above and beyond. Uh, you know, I think also in, in some of you say video tech communication is so key. I think, you know, one of the biggest things is lenders, you know, I'm never too busy to talk to an agent. I'm never too busy to talk to a consumer. Um, you know, I never, nobody on my team, we're, we're, that's one thing we pride ourselves on is returning phone calls, getting on the phone with people, making sure that everybody's educated throughout the process. And if there is ever a hiccup, which, you know, it does happen, not everything's out of everybody's control, right? Something can come up. It's communicating it and not hiding it. I think that's like the most biggest thing is just to communicate anything that's going on with the transaction so that everybody is aware of what's happening. So right. there's no surprises. I know... I hear the frustration in agents' voices when they're like, hey, can you save this deal three days before closing? We got a denial. Right. You know, and and I can and I just feel terrible for the whole party. And it's, you know, it's it's really hard to, to see that happen and it's hard to to try to beat that. Yeah, making sure that you're setting those expectations ahead of time. So um, on the lending side, knowing what buyers are going through right now, we here in South Florida, it could be one offer two offers, three offers, four offers, you know, 25 offers. It, 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 it's what's happening. Um, what specifically, what do you say to agents, real estate agents that are watching other than obviously having them have their lender 
speak with the buyer, what, sh- what kind of conversation, what kind of expectation from the lending perspective would you tell them to set with their buyer? Uh, well, you know, one of the things that I like to see and like what I like to do with us is, and we do all the work up front, right? So we're, we're getting every single piece of documentation up front. It is a little bit of more a challenge. Um, it is a lot of work, right? Um, a lot of times people don't want to get every single document. We're also discussing where their money's coming from for the down payment. We're trying to alleviate any possible um, hiccups that can come up, right? So like we're, if there's a gift, we're going to talk to the donor. We're going to make sure how they know how the gift has to be handled. You know, any any situation, we're going to try to curb up front. So by by taking down all their documentation and looking at everything, we're kind of limiting anything that can come up that's really not of our control as far as the lending. We're just trying to get ahead of it. Um, I think that's probably the best thing is is if you're working with a lender, you know, I know it's a lot, I know it is a little bit more tedious and I know it's a little more work, but just getting ahead of it is really what we try to do. A lot of times, unfortunately, you know, sometimes it's it's just some people just will do a credit pool and a loan application and move on. And that's just not going to be the whole picture. You know, it's we want to make sure we're getting 99% of the picture up front and the only piece being left is the appraisal. Yeah. And it sounds like, um, cause I've had a first hand, first, you know, bird's eye view of this by the time you have finished packaging a buyer together, right. Getting all the documents, reviewing everything, taking them through mortgage counseling, every, all questions answered. That is packaged really nicely with a pretty bow around it, which is why you feel confident in being able to present that to the listing agent or to the, you know, through the agent to the listing right. agent so that you know that you can get that deal closed for that buyer. Um, what do you, what would you say? Uh, I know cause our agents out there, you know, we're, we're seeing there's all this agent fatigue. And um, I was reading on Inman this morning, Inman news this morning about how real estate agents, you know, they're just really feeling it. There's just no inventory and they're up against 20 offers, 40 offers, 50 offers, you know, home selling a hundred thousand over asking price, just absolute chaos, which I see as opportunity, right? For me, when I see when anything's volatile, I look at that as opportunity. And so should every single agent. It's just, what are you going to do differently? Right? People either in a market like this, they just say, okay, this is too much work. I'm out. Or you get the, the people like myself are like, I love it. When things are like very volatile, that's when you can swoop in and you can really, really explode your career. Um, what what are some of the things that you've seen agents do differently to get their offers accepted? Well, the first thing I'm going to tell you that um, agents that I'm working with that are successful is they're preparing their buyer for what's about to go down. Right? They're saying, "Listen, we're going to write this offer. You're going to be competing against everything, um, you know, and everything imaginable." Um, you know, they're literally, they're, they're going to, they prepare them for what's going to happen. If they get normally, if it's one of my buyers, thankfully they'll get on the phone with us and say, Hey, what can we, you know, what kind of terms can we do? We try to tighten up the terms as best as possible. And then, I mean, honestly, I've been seeing agents talking to their buyers and if you really love this house, you know, let's pay for that rush appraisal. We're getting appraisals back in seven, eight days just to get people comfortable. Cause a lot of times that's like the big question mark, right? Is what's the value of the property going to be? especially in this market and how much are, are your buyers willing to overpay? And that's what we're, and that's what we're battling. So if you could give me, and I love this, I keep this right here. Can you see it? Expectations, expectations. It's all about setting expectations. Um, so Joey, if you were going to give a, an agent, let's say there's an agent, her name is Susie and she's got a buyer, you know, they're spending about three fifty. you know, it's going to be a competitive arena 
share with our agents that are listening just three just three things you would want them to add to the contract that's going to push them ahead of everybody else. What are three things they could do? If it were me, the, the number one thing that I'm seeing is getting the appraisal back right away. So ordering a rush appraisal is huge. So um, that appraisal is, turnaround time. Pick appraisal turnaround time because that takes one of the questions right out. Okay. Loan approval. If you're, it, you know, I tell Susie, you know, tell my buyer, Susie, hey, you've got all your paperwork with me. The minute we sign that contract, we can get you into underwriting because I've gotten all that documentation in front. So I'm able to turn the loan approval around seven days. Okay. As long, as long as Susie's cooperative and I set the expectation and she's got everything for me. Okay. Okay. And the biggest thing is a quick closing time. Um, you know, we've, we're able to close in 21 days. So again, that's everybody being on board. That's Susie. Hey, Susie, I need a pay stub. Susie can't get me that pay stub in a week. Susie's got to give me that pay stub in 10 minutes, you know, but we're setting that expectation up front for the okay. buyers. So that they know what they're getting into to write that kind of a timeline. Okay. Are you still seeing sellers wanting quick closings? Are you seeing them wanting quick closings and then they want to lease back? Um, because, you know, obviously our challenge is the seller doesn't have anywhere to go. Are you still seeing people looking for that fast close? I've seen people looking for the fast close, yes, to get the money in their in their pocket because okay. it's harder for them to get their, accept, their offer accepted on their next house if they have a contingency. So I'm seeing a lot of use of the 60-day post-occupancy, which is allowed. So okay. I'm seeing a lot of that. Okay, got it. So um, what are rates today? Just curious. You know, everybody has that question. What's happening? What's the rate today? Yeah, so like the national average is right around 3.3, 3.4 on a 30-year fix, which historically is like 55-year low or something. That's crazy. I mean, when I started in mortgages, I was selling 7.75. So to me, it's like crazy. Yeah. I mean, 7.75 didn't sound so bad to me until two and a half and three came <laughs> and now three yeah. and a half, you know, it's like, it's crazy. Um, what would be your absolute best advice to a real estate agent? And I trust your advice. You've been doing this a long time and you've worked with hundreds and hundreds of real estate agents. So what would be your absolute best advice to a real estate agent on how to win in this market? You know, I think one of the biggest things is, is building the trust with your buyer so that your buyer will kind of, I wouldn't, I'd hate to say, listen to you. Cause you don't, you know, you don't want to say it like that, but I, they need to understand where you're coming from. If you've built that trust with your buyer, you can say, Hey, listen, Mr. Buyer, you know, this approval that you're working with doesn't look so strong or this offer doesn't look so strong because of these reasons. And they'll make that change for you or they'll do whatever you're asking them to do to help them win that offer. I think that's the biggest thing is just getting the buyer to trust. Um, and I think that comes from education. I think that comes from whatever you can do to educate your buyer. So they're like, wow, that person really taught me something or showed me something. They didn't just go open a door for me. Right. And I think that that, that value is really where it comes from. And then that's how you build the trust. I could not agree with you more. And we talk about it daily and especially as it relates to lending, because for real estate agents that have not first built the bridge of trust, I don't believe we've earned the right to have financial conversations, right? So um, it's it's more about before we can start asking, you know, you know, what is your price range? What what are you comfortable spending? You know, do you have your down payment together? You know, all those very uh, touchy questions. If you ask me, you know, even myself, you know, when I'm going to buy something or a home, I buy properties. You're always my lender. You know, um, I. I trust you. And that's the reason why I'm okay answering the questions. Um, and everyone has, a, it's sensitive for people. 
And yep. we, right. So we talk about every day is that how do we earn the trust of how do we earn the trust of the consumer? And that is by asking questions, by peeling back the onion, by letting them know that we really care and we're super concerned about their outcome. And so I would imagine it's no different when it comes to lending. I mean, you've got to ask people, you know, what is your income? What is your credit score? I mean, even people look, you know, again, you've done a lot of loans for me personally. That's sensitive to me, right? You know, we all know I'm super proud of my credit score, but it's sensitive to me and it's private. So imagine if you don't know the person and you've got to give all this, you know, very sensitive information over to a lender. You've got to build the bridge of trust first. Yeah, you've got to get over, you know, they're all going to have a little bit of a wall up. Every Financing is very, very personal. And that's why with those two opening questions that I normally talk to people about, they're always like, wow, this person, you know, when I start talking about budget and what they're looking to spend and, you know, and comfort level, that really nine times out of 10, um, that really just wins them over. Like, okay, this person actually is genuine and really is worried about my best interests. Very rarely do I get, to, sometimes I'll get that occasional guy that'll be like, hey, wait a minute. Um, you know, they think like it's like a car negotiation or something. And I'm like, no, it's not like that. You know, it's, it's really that they'll feel the genuine, they'll feel that you, they'll feel that you care. Mm -hmm. And that's really the reality is that, again, we just don't, I'm not trying to oversell anybody. I'm just trying to make sure they can buy what they can afford and get them into that home. Because you know what, if they're buying 150 today, I mean, I can't tell you in the, tw in the 20 years I've been doing this, I've probably financed, I don't know, people multiple times, four and five times already, because they've, they bought and sold or they refinance or they bought a bigger home. And then they've, I've even done downsize already a couple of times. Yeah. I was just going to say like a, a real testament to, for people to know, you know, who you're working with, right? Because for me, you know, I'm very, very particular about the people who are in my, my world because I really care about that consumer. And one of the biggest testaments is all the repeat and referral business that yeah. both of us get, right? That they come back. Um, I, I hope uh, people really catch on to the part is that even with lending, you're making relationships. and especially with lending, you're getting their most sensitive, personal information. It's very personal and you have to make them comfortable. They have to trust you. Um, so I am very grateful for, for who you are and how you conduct yourself. And um, I'm, and I'm very proud of the business that you have built over time. Um, as we come to towards, towards the end of our time together, is, and is there anything else that in particular you would just like to share? I know you have such a passion for this industry and for agents and, and the success of real estate agents. Is there anything in particular you want to share? You know, um, I'd say, and this is something that just goes back to like our relationship, Lori, and I think you'll attest this as well. Find that lender that you want to work with. Find that title agent that you want to work with. Surround yourself by people that are like-minded, that have that same goal. Um, you know, I can't tell you how, not only from for me more than, than anything, the referral business that comes back out of my business. I mean, it's crazy to me um, if you take care of the people. And it just, it takes time. Obviously it's going to take some time to build a couple of years of building and building. And then all of a sudden your phone just keeps ringing and ringing and ringing. And it's just because you've taken care of so many people and such a good, like, I was wondering, I'm like, when I retire, what's going to happen one day in like 30 years when I'm not doing anymore and my phone keeps ringing. Like I'm just going to sell my phone number to somebody. It's, <laughs> I it's like crazy because yeah, you've taken care of so many people and you know, you really, it's all because of that relationship. I can't tell you, I mean, we've got a good circle of relationship who we work with, you know, title agent, our, our title partners are excellent, incredible. 
you know, our realtors. And we all have that same thing as our, when our client has, if our client shows even a hint of dissatisfaction, they're not happy or they're unsatisfied. We're like, whoa, what can we do to fix this? Like, I'm, this is not the experience we want for you. We want that five-star high level experience. And if there's any hiccup at all, we want to resolve it right then and there. And I yeah. think that's really the biggest thing. And it's, it's just surrounding yourself with like-minded people to have that same goal in mind. I love your advice. Take care of people and people will take care of you. And um, I think we kind of like started with that. It's a really cool place to end and um, hoping that everybody who is watching, you know, really check your circle. You know, there's some just incredible people out there. Make sure you surround yourself with people that have the same desired outcome that you have. That's something I focus on, Joey. And you know how protective I am of making sure, like what you just said, is that that consumer leaves happy, that they are excited to review you and say, look, they did everything they said they were going to do. And they gave me the experience that I deserved. Um, and I just Go ahead. And they didn't write you the little one line review. They wrote like a paragraph and a story yeah. about how awesome you were. That's always the, it's the most rewarding thing ever. Exactly. You know, and I think um, there's just a couple of words that you really hit on, but one is relationships. And honestly, it's just the key to success. It really is. It's building relationships. These are not transactions. These are people. Mm -hmm. These are human beings um, with lives and feelings and Honestly, for everybody in sales, keep keep in mind that most people that are transacting, there's something going on in their life. It's not necessarily something good. And sometimes it's challenging and we have to be there for them. This is our chosen field. And to me, we're in the service business in a big way. Joey, I just want to, if I was with you, you know, I would hug you. Um, I'm so proud of you. I'm proud when you when you service our clients. You are a stand-up guy, and um, I just I thank you for taking thirty minutes out of your day and letting you yes, and I'm blowing you a kiss and telling you thank I you. love you, my friend. Keep crushing love it, you too, keep killing it with our customers. And um, if anybody wants to reach Joey, Joey's going to tell you how you can reach him. He's going to give you his email address. So write this down, guys. Go ahead, Joey. So it is a uh, J, my last name. So J R I V is in Victor. E R O at M Y C C L G dot com. Got it. Listen, at least your name's not Lori Finkelstein Reader. Come on, man. Um, and anybody who has questions for Joey or needs to reach him, you guys know I am everywhere. You can't miss me. Uh, hit me up on Instagram at Lori Finkelstein Reader and I will connect you with Joey. Um, again, Joey, thank you. I'm grateful. Take care, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Love you, babe. Thank you so much for listening to Real Estate Gold Crushers with Laurie Finkelstein Reader. If you have a question for Laurie, then reach out to us and leave a message on our Real Estate Gold Crushers Facebook page. Don't forget to hit subscribe too wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave us a review and rate the show. It helps get the word out to more people. And for more great content, follow Laurie Finkelstein Reader on Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn, and Real Estate Gold Crushers on Facebook.